So, April, I am told that you are in possession of a treasure map. I have never before found something so unusual in an archive. But yes, I have brought you a treasure map. Yes. <laughs> uh, what kind of treasure are we talking about here? Are we talking piles of rubies and gems? Is it gold doubloons? What are we getting into? Uh, so I think it's just straight up cash. Nothing oh, wrong with that. Hey, sweet. <laughs> Really more practical when you get right down to it. Yeah, you, you want to see it? Yeah. Okay, so this is the treasure map. And if you doubted me at all, this absolutely looks <laughs> yeah. like a treasure map, yeah. right? It really has the quality of what you would want from a treasure map. It's like yellowed, worn around the edges, like smudged. It's got these long strings of capital letters, uh, not all of them written in the right direction. And, and right on there, you can see it does say in black ink, it says money. So it's definitely wanting to lead you to something. It says in the middle, <laughs> it says in the middle, circled in pencil, it says all have died. Is that something yeah, that we should? I noticed that. <laughs> that feels uh, lightly ominous. Yeah, you're wondering if we should be messing with this? <laughs> what is this? Who That's made a totally it? totally fair question. Where's the cash? I'm April White, and this is Atlas Obscura, a celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. Today, warning be damned, we're going to Portland, Oregon, and we're going treasure hunting. More after this. When was the last time I took a road trip? How many national parks could I hit in two weeks? What about hotels? Wait, hey, Erica, how much am I spending on travel? When your questions about life turn into questions about money, there's Erica, the virtual financial assistant to help you spend, save, and plan smarter. Only from Bank of America. What would you like the power to do? Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Your chat may be recorded and monitored for quality assurance. Message and data rates and additional terms may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. If you're looking for a place where the wide open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself, you might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites, along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies west. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. All right. Well, let me start. Where did you come across this map? Uh, so I came across this map on the back of the Declaration of Independence. What are you, Nicolas Cage? <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Yes. I did, however, find it in an archive vault. So I spent a lot of time looking in archive collections, and I have never before come across something that just says treasure map. But this treasure map was helpfully labeled as such in the archives of the Oregon Historical Society. You were like paging through doing research and you came across a folder that said treasure map and you opened it. I, and I, was, I was looking through the finding aid and it just says it right there in this folder, treasure map. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is it actually a treasure map? 
Okay, so that is the very first thing I asked them. Um, I called up this guy named Scott Daniels. He's one of the researchers there. And he told me, yeah, maybe. Well, it's a treasure map. Whether it actually leads to actual treasure, it's it's hard to tell. I mean, it's nobody's ever wanted to make the decision, I think, to say this is not real and therefore it should be thrown out or dismissed or whatever. So it's obviously people have over the decades have thought it important enough that it should be retained. Yeah. Don't don't throw the treasure map out. That's a that's a rule we can all live by. <laughs> Absolutely. But you know, it's, it, there's enough in there that gets people, you know, I, I can recognize this. I think I can recognize this. I'm pretty sure I can find this. So h- how did this treasure map even end up at the Oregon Historical Society Research Library. So there's no record of this map until 1933, Hmm. which is when a man named Irving Smith finds it uh, in his father's papers. Uh, His father had been a judge in Seattle, and no one's quite sure where his father actually got this from, but the rumor is that he got it in one of the cases that he heard. Like it was part of the Hmm. documentary evidence in one of the cases that he had heard. So when Irving found the map, the first thing he did was try to go find the treasure. Of course. Of course. He did not have any luck. So that's when he turned to the historians. That's when the Oregon Historical Society finds out about the map. Uh Uh-huh. So, okay, how old is this map? When do they think it came from? Everything pretty much that we know about this treasure is on this map. Uh And you can see at the top, it says that this is Sims money. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we also learned something else really important about Sims, which is at the bottom there. You can see that it says, Old Sims died in the Army, 1864. Yeah. A lot of loose cash floating around during the Civil War, too. A lot of money getting moved in weird ways. Yeah. So the map says there are two troves of $3,000 apiece. You can see that right over by the the word money. Um, And that would have been an absolute fortune during the Civil War. And we believe that it is buried in Portland, Oregon, because it says Portland, Oregon, all over the map. Mm-hmm. There's three other things on this map that you want to look at. Uh, the first is a road. It's called Pike Road. You can see that all the way across the map. And it leads up to two graves right up there. And then finally, this word, from Rom. From Rom. The little house is, whatever Rom is, that's the little house. That's So, Could okay, be. there's the road, and then there's little roads off of that. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm getting really upset. <laughs> I don't What are we doing? Why are we on a plane? Ooh, and then it says, keep this chart. <laughs> yes, yeah. In case you forgot, you shouldn't throw away the treasure map. So, has anyone actually tried to go and find this treasure? Yes, people have tried to find this treasure. So in the 1960s, there was this woman named Ruby L. Holt who wrote about the treasure and wrote about this map in some books that she wrote about the Pacific Northwest. Hmm. And that really set off a bunch of treasure hunters looking (laughs) to see if they could find the treasure again. And it was sort of everyone from these like serious, mysterious treasure hunters to like this family of six who decides that this is going to be like their weekend activity. So we're going to hear a little bit more about their theories as we go. Not to say this map is easy to read, but there are some very specific markers laid out. What are, what's the problem? What's the issue with finding this treasure? 
Uh, here's the problem. None of these clues make any sense. <laughs> okay, so old Sims. That one seemed like really an easy clue for me. We know when he died. Yeah. We know he was in the army. Yeah. Um, no one has ever found anyone who fits this description. And believe me, I also tried. There is no one by the name of Sims who died in the army during the Civil War with connections to the Pacific Northwest. So maybe Old Sims was a nickname? Yeah. Sounds like a nickname and not helpful in archival searching. That one was out. Um, and then there's Pike Road. That seems like another sort of really obvious one, right? Right, totally. It's a road. There has never, ever been a Pike Road in Portland. Well, that is an issue. <laughs> <laughs> Why do treasure map makers always have to do this? <laughs> what is the, just make a clear map, people. Okay, so here, here's the theory, though. It might be another term for a plank road. So basically, um, hmm. back in the Civil War era, there were roads in Portland that were paved with logs. Right. Logs that you could have called planks or you could have called pikes, right? Uh, Maybe. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So the most famous of these was called Plank Road, and it is now in Portland Canyon Road. Mm-hmm. So th- there, there was a road that some people believe is the road that is is pictured on this map. Do we know, like, so from Rom just remains also a complete mystery. Because we've got the road, and then it says two miles from Rom, Portland, right. Oregon. Yeah. So there's one person. This is actually the family that went hunting for the treasure together in the 1960s. They decided that that must mean from Roman, as in from a Roman Catholic church. So they went hunting to find out what Roman Catholic churches might have existed in Portland in this area during that era. And they would have their own little graveyard oftentimes too, right? A church will have a little sort of accompanying burial site. Could, Uh Could be. Okay. And when they followed their clues, they did end up in a cemetery. They actually ended up in a big Portland cemetery uh, called Lone Fir that has been there since before the Civil War. Right? Of course, one of the problems with that is... You can't really just dig up a cemetery. Okay, yes. All right, that's a a very big problem. Thank you you for raising that issue. Okay, but there's another problem. There's another problem. Well, there are now 25,000 graves there. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, just so, find the graves. Find the two yeah. graves. So that Fromrom theory is sort of the most attractive, right? Because it ends in a graveyard, which feels really satisfying because of the clues on the map. But also, like, it can never be proven, so you can just sort of believe mm-hmm. that it's under there. Mm-hmm. Some of the other uh, theories end up in, like, much less satisfying places because the problem is Portland has changed so significantly. Mm-hmm. Since the time in which this treasure was reportedly buried. So there were a bunch of treasure hunters uh, in the 60s and 70s who were certain they'd figured out where the treasure would be, only to show up and find that it was now a freeway. Right. Or um, the zoo was under construction. And so one person showed up and they were making a parking lot. Yeah. But I will say to the person who found the zoo parking lot, not that long ago, about 10 years ago, um, the Oregon Zoo was doing some more construction 
And they actually found some human remains as they were doing that construction. Hey, hey, so hey. So maybe they were onto something? You never know. I mean, <laughs> hey, we still never answer this all have died business. Does that, does that mean that Sims is dead? I'm guessing that that means that, that all have died. So it, it could mean, let, let's take the um, least ominous version yeah, of this. Yeah, yeah. And I think it means that everyone who is involved in burying the treasure yes, have died. That's what I think, too, that this treasure okay. is so free and clear. So you don't think you and I are at risk? I <laughs> I feel like there'd be more warning if it was okay. like, avoid the swinging <laughs> blades, you know, the arrows fire, <laughs> go do the, you know, somersault, uh, whatever. What do you think the chances of this treasure ever being found are? You know, I think... If the treasure is going to be found, you're going to find the answers in the archives. So it's mm. not like, a, you know, get out there and dig. I think it's going to be about tracking down Sims in a letter, or mm-hmm. you know, and then figuring out his full name and, and you know, that type of thing. Um, but who knows? I will say that the, uh, the archivist I spoke to, he loves this artifact, even if it's not necessarily certainly truly real, even if we may never find the treasure. And the reason he loves it is that he shows it to school children that oh, come wow. on field trips to the library. Yeah. It's a field trip to the library. Like, the kids are probably not that excited about it until he pulls out the treasure map. Do you guys like treasure maps? And most people will say yes, or they say, I've never seen one or anything like that. And so I'll pull it out, and we get a lot of oohs and ahs. So they have fun with it, and immediately we'll gather in groups around these preservation copies and start discussing among themselves what all this means. Scott told me that they get not very many people generally coming in to look at this map. He's been there about 15 years, and um, it's one or two a year. Anytime anybody comes in to look at the map, I always ask them to report back if they've done any sleuthing on it or anything like that. I really haven't heard much back from anybody. But... Since we posted this map on atlasobscura.com in August 2022, he's started to get a lot of people sending ideas, asking some questions. A couple have even come in to see the map. Are we going to find a treasure? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I would die happy. I would be done. I'd log off. Last episode. (laughs) Goodbye. Um, We're going to crowdsource it. Yes. If you know... Old Sims died in 1864. (laughs) Let us know. Or in all seriousness, if you want to take a crack at decoding the map yourself, you can find it on our website. We'd love to know what you think. Special thanks to Scott Daniels of the Oregon Historical Society for setting us off on this quest. This podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Docs. The episode was produced by Sarah Wyman. Hey, Dylan, you may not know that um, Sarah's 100% going hunting for this. Sarah Wyman! (laughs) Oh, yeah! Yeah! (laughs) I mean, you're on the right coast for it. And our editor was... Gianna Palmer. The production team includes... Doug Baldinger. Chris Naka. Camille Stanley. Willis Ryder Arnold. Manolo Morales. Baudelaire Seuss. Devin DeComo. Tracy Samuelson. John Delore. Casey Holford. This episode was sound designed and mixed by Luce Fleming. Our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. I'm April White. See you on the treasure hunt. Witness Docs from Stitcher.
The world isn't wide enough for those with an insatiable desire for discovery. The all-new 2024 Lincoln Nautilus Hybrid SUV offers the power and freedom to explore further and deeper than ever before. Intuitive, smart features ensure that you're always connected to the road ahead. Inside, a thoughtfully designed cabin immerses you in a universe that is all your own. The larger-than-life panoramic display spans the entire width of the cabin. It's customizable and interactive. Drivers can even personalize their backgrounds with a series of nature-inspired themes. This vehicle signals the arrival of an exciting new chapter for Lincoln. Discover more about the 2024 Lincoln Nautilus at Lincoln.com. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com.